Well, welcome everyone into another episode of the Story World podcast here with my boy, Al. What's up, dog? It's going great, Steve. How are you? Man, doing good. Doing good. Coming off the heels of watching one of the absolute best Star Trek episodes I've ever seen in my entire life. And that is saying a lot because I have watched very much Star Trek. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, j- I'm jazzed. I'm ready to talk about stories. Yes, I'm excited too. And uh, interesting topic tonight. Uh, Obviously, story-themed, but we have kind of an interesting one for everyone. Uh, So the title of tonight's episode is Gossip, and I kind of uh, had a little subtitle to it for called A Desire for Stories. Um, So a little bit uh, switch up tonight. Now, uh, I think before we get into this, um, just a little um, upfront thing from Steve and I, that we both agree that gossiping is something we should not be doing. But it's also something sure. that everyone does. Um, so Steve and I are guilty of it in anything we talk about tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about why we gossip and some of the interests that people have as it relates to stories. None of that is an excuse to gossip, but we're just kind of taking a little bit deep dive into that and how it relates to our desire for storytelling. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm just going to say, Alex, I believe it was the Lord's will for us to talk about this tonight. Because <laughs> as soon as, like just before we were signing on here to do this, I went to pee, and when I went to yeah. pee, there <laughs> I opened up. I opened up Twitter. Yes, I was on my phone while I peed, and and I literally I I opened Twitter, and the very first thing I saw was a quote from a pastor that he had posted, and it said the most epic thing concerning gossip ever. And I thought, you know, we have to just talk about this tonight. Now, no getting out of it. So. Um, I liked it. I liked the quote. I sent it to Alex. I thought, I said, man, I think this is great. So um, I'm just going to read it to you. So by definition, this is the quote, gossip is when a negative is discussed with anyone who can't solve the problem. Now, let me repeat that one more time. Gossip, by definition, is when a negative is discussed with anyone who can't solve the problem. And if you think about that for more than three seconds, I think you realize, yeah, that is absolutely true. Like if we get yeah. right to the core of the issue, the remedy to to gossip is to actually go to the source, right? To to not be talking about whatever the problem is with who you are, but instead to be talking to whom whomever the problem, you know, or, originates yeah. with. Because uh with gossip, right, it's not like you don't gossip about something the president of the United States says, right, necessarily. That's not gossip. I think that's just complaining. Gossip, I think, usually has sort of an assumption of a of, of a closer maybe circle of influence. It's, uh, it's really a, a layman's term answer, too. It's very simple because sometimes I think we've gotten confused, too. And how, like what is it wrong to just like talk about like someone like just something interesting that seems innocent? versus not and what i think is really important here is how it says discuss with anyone who can't solve the problem so there's usually a problem involved when you're gossiping about someone and so when you can't solve the problem so if bro comes to me and says something you know steve and i well we just talked the other day steve and i each have about two or three friends we can count them on our half a hand and uh <laughs> it sees one of mine i'm one of his and so if bro came to me and said something about hey you know, Steve's wife said something about them having some issues. I would go right to Steve. I'd say, hey, like, what's going on? Do you want to talk to me about it? Like, is anything happening? Right. But if Brooke hears something through the grapevine about someone else in the church that I'm not super close with, and then we end up talking about it, then I go to Steve and I say, hey, do you hear about this problem? What do you think's going on? 
And so really when it gets down to it, that really is true that if it's a problem that you can solve, first of all, you should be helping solve that problem if it's in your power to at least try to help. But if it's not, then all you're doing is talking about it. And so, yeah, I think it's a great, very handy definition. Yeah. And, and two, like, man, this, there's so many rabbit holes you could go down here, <laughs> but you know, one, one thought that I have is, um, when you're gossiping or when you're, when, when somebody comes to you maybe with gossip, like a lot of times, you know, it can be a pretty tough situation. And I'm just thinking about in a, let's use the example of a church community. Okay. Maybe there's something going on between church members or something, uh, that shouldn't be. And somebody comes to you with that. And it's like, it's like a problem that in one sense you feel almost morally obligated mm. to address. Like maybe you should in this, in this example, maybe you should go to the pastor with it or, you know, maybe it's happening at work and it's the kind of thing that's really detrimental to the workplace. And so in this example, maybe you should go to uh, the boss with it. But in doing that, you may cause some serious damage with mm. your relationship with one or more of the, of the persons involved. And so these are really tricky waters um, to navigate. We'll talk more about that later. We're still kind of at the higher level right now, but, um, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's going to be a kind of crossover episode, right? Talking about kind of the, the evilness of gossip and kind of what it can lead to. And obviously we don't, this isn't the podcast where we're talking about evil and right and wrong and preaching at you, but at the same time, it's going to cross over into the story part. And so kind of how I thought about this idea for is, um, our pastor, I forget specifically what he was talking. Oh, he not word for word, but he basically said along the lines that he's seen more congregations torn up by gossip than immorality. And, you know, other areas, he said, that's probably like the number one thing. And what, first of all, that's not surprising. And so it got me thinking about like what it is that gets to me about gossiping because, um, uh, Sorry, my dog's making a weird noise. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know what that was. So, uh, because honestly, like when it comes to actually hearing about someone going through something bad, I, I hate hearing that about someone and I usually just ignore it and I feel bad for them and, you know, just, you know, hope that things get better. Um, I don't like, you know, digging into people's, you know, prize lives and things are going awful. But at the same time, there are certain things that, if someone's going through something in life that might not be so bad and terrible and their life's coming apart, but something may be interesting, I really like to grasp onto that. And that's what usually brings me in to start wondering what's going on and talking to the wife about it and, you know, kind of formulating thoughts. And so for me and where it kind of gets down to in the story part is I, I love a good story. And I think that is where it gets to me. Um, so yeah, what are your kind of thoughts on, on that, Steve, just that initial premise of gossiping can be interesting just from the sheer fact that we like a good story yeah the desire liking a good story well ultimately what it does and i'm you know me i have to think in marketing terms yeah. um usually you know you you don't you don't gossip usually starts with just like a uh like one way to put it would be getting wind of something right so you don't know the full story yet and so what this does is it invites curiosity and in, in marketing storytelling terms, it, it does what we call opening a story loop, 
right? It, it, it basically, it creates a, a desire by dangling just a little bit of bait in, in, in front of you. So, um, yeah, you know, so what, what's a good, what's a good example? Like a good example might be something like you notice that something happens mm-hmm. and it's a, it's an odd thing that happened. And it's like, it, it just makes you think like maybe, well, you know, I haven't seen that person in a while or, or, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Or so-and-so said something that kind of sounded a little off or a little off character or something. And it just kind of invites that curiosity. And then maybe you talk to somebody about it and it's like, hey, um, what's up with uh, so-and-so? I haven't mm-hmm. seen them in a while. Or they said this or that. And then they're like, oh, you haven't heard, right? And, <laughs> right. And then... Come and to then, my corner. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. I see um, And now you're screwed, right? Yeah. <laughs> now you're screwed yeah. because you're like, you know, unintentionally uh, or maybe intentionally, um, you have invited gossip. And it, that's tough. It, it's interesting because we don't we don't find our own lives interesting. Like uh, some people that's maybe true. do, but like yeah. we like really don't. And that's why for and I still don't like talking about myself, especially like in a group of it's one on one. Steve and I go back and forth about just like our own interests and everything. But if I'm in a group of people, I just prefer to listen. I don't really Steve's a little bit obviously right. he likes to talk, but Steve's uh, a, a book of knowledge. But um yeah. I like to stay quiet and just kind of listen to people, even doing this podcast. I I'm having to learn to come out of my shell and talk a little bit more about myself and my own thoughts because I just don't find myself interesting, but other people might. But we seem to find other people's lives very interesting. Um, Taking it to like a a fantasy sort of it, we like to get lost in the fantasy world, whether it's watching or reading uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Twilight. uh, And I know guys aren't supposed to watch that or read it, but. (laughs) <laughs> some, some, I, I, I did too it's uh anyway yeah another topic for well, another time but um yeah it's uh yeah it, it's kind of like that we we also and then to apply it to real life i think we're recently about johnny depp and amber heard i'm guilty of it too i soaked that stuff up <laughs> i wasn't on it every day but each but every couple of days i'd say okay i gotta catch up on on the fun and of course there was some funny stuff that happened anyway it was it was a really funny situation yeah at but, church um, in our class last night i brought that up and i asked yeah. everybody to admit it i said okay who's been following <laughs> along with the trial one yeah. person like ever so slightly raised their <laughs> hand you know but it's so. true when it comes to real life stuff it um we find other people's lives very interesting yeah we want to know what's going on yeah, and this is exactly why, okay, that in marketing, we tell people uh, in, to tell their stories, okay? This is exactly why, um, even though it may sound counterintuitive, people are really, really interesting and will be interested in things uh, that you may not think they would when you give them interesting details about it. So, um you know, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago this sort of shift that I'm making in my business, honestly, based on this. And, um, and by the way, the way you get from gossip to business conversations is because stories are freaking awesome. This is the most amazing thing in the world. So, right. So it's it's um, um, in my business, I, I mentioned this and I'm trying to really make a shift from instead of just being in guru land all the time. Hey, you know, here's 10 things that you need to do to get better results with your email marketing. Yeah, that's interesting, but it's not nearly as interesting as my 10 email marketing fails and how you can avoid them. Why is that much more interesting? Because 
I'm letting you in. Now it's about it's about my there's still value for you because I, I want you to avoid them. But but just that title, which is actually a pretty good title. I'm gonna have to write that down and use it. Um, but that <laughs> is that that is like um, it's 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 almost voyeurism or something. I don't know. It's just really interesting. It's like yeah, I want to I want to peer in. I want to see other people's interesting uh, failures. It's like uh, one example that's maybe a little less um, you know vulnerable <laughs> vulnerable than that is. Uh, a guy that's, um, that I'm a, a big fan of, he does a lot of writing. And uh, one of the examples that he gave along these very lines is, uh, for example, sharing the process behind how, when they're creating a new product, uh, how they do their sketches uh, for their product. And he's like, you might think that, that uh, you know, when they're going to design a new feature or something, first they sketch it out. And he's like, you might think that's not very interesting. Um, but he said, surprisingly, people are really interested in it when when you, they know that you're going to give them juicy details. He's like, for example, one of the details I shared is that I don't use a pen when I'm doing the markups or when I'm doing these mockups because with a pen, you get such fine precision that um, it, it can lead you down the rabbit hole of creating details that are unnecessary at that phase in the process. So he says, we, we create what are called fat marker sketches. They use a really fat marker because you're not allowed to get at a high level of fidelity with a fat marker. You can only make right. something rough. And so that level of detail uh, makes something interesting. So I know there's a little bit of a side note. It wasn't necessarily about gossip, but, but my point there was um, that what makes, what makes gossip what it is is the very fact that we're so interested in other people. And so that's just to say a way that you can use this to your advantage is to let people in to the interesting details around things, things that you don't think are very interesting at all, might be exactly the kind of behind-the-scenes show that somebody would want to see from you and um, could create connection with you. So it's a, in a sense, it's a way to use what makes gossip interesting to your advantage instead of it being a negative thing. So. Mm. No, those are good points. It, who would have thought that you could relate gossiping to marketing? <laughs> exactly. Right? But it's, but, it, and, and oh, oh, let me actually on that point. Okay. One more thing. Okay. So a big, a big marketing, uh, I, I don't want to say ploy because that sounds really bad, but a, <laughs> a tactic, a, a tactic that, um, that some people used probably, I think in the early 2000s. So in the like 2000 and yep tens and maybe up till that point um that was used was this idea of signing an nda a non-disclosure agreement okay and so there was um there's a, a social network thing that was going to be started i think it's a social network called ripplin it never took off the ground but that's only because the people who were supposed to deliver on the product didn't the marketing worked and within like literally weeks they had like one point something million wow. users signed up and ready to use this platform and it spread it spread on the basis of this non-disclosure agreement tactic <laughs> so the whole point was that whatever this was was so secretive so exclusive or whatever that when you got into it um you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement that's to funny. make to make sure that you wouldn't tell anybody or whatever that's of course funny. that's the very thing that makes people want to tell others about it and so it spread like wildfire so again what's the point like that's gossip, right? In a sense, that's, that's gossip. It's that desire. It's that motivation for wanting to get into other people's little nitty gritty details. So, yeah, it's a huge thing because it trades on like one of the very number one bits about human emotion, which is um, curiosity. People are curious and mm -hmm. gossip, gossip really gets into that. So, yeah.
There you go. That's really, that's really interesting. That it doesn't surprise me at all that that ended up working. The NDA, thing. right? That, that's you know me neither. Now, would I ever so. use that in my business? No, but <laughs> uh, but it, you know that it worked is really fascinating. So yeah. So just looking at Steve's and my kind of routes with our notes, Steve's kind of going one route um, for something gossip related. I'm kind of taking another route. So I'll finish up kind of with my point on yeah. how I'm thinking about um, gossip. So it, I guess there's always like the the quote unquote innocent part of any uh, transgression or sin. And then there's always the the guilty part of it. You know, the innocent part is just the excuse. Um, so the innocent part is we are, we're curious of, you know, people and we like a good story and we just, we eat that stuff up, um, all day. And I, like, I think sitting here, unless you kind of are a really bad person, you don't want to end up finding out something that is like ripping apart, like a family or, you know, like in the end, you don't want like a gossip thing to be totally bad. Cause you don't want to see people go through something bad, but we want it to be just like juicy enough where it kind of satisfies our desire for a good story. Now, um, where I think, um, the really bad thing about, um, the trap that that gets into is how we start seeing other people. Um, so if you're reading a book, a very well-written book where, the author is setting up a lot of secretive stuff and you're trying to figure out what is going on. Um, I guess you could take a mystery novel, but even in a, a, like a really good um, story that just uses some of those themes, um, you might start thinking about, okay, who actually is the bad person or this person is bad, but are they, do they have a good motive and do they just seem bad? And you start wondering about the people's real motives and what they're actually going through. And the same exact thing applies to what we think of people in our own life. So if you catch wind of something about uh, friends that you know, or a family member, and then you start thinking about what it could be leading to conclusions, your brain is automatically thinking about things about that person that probably 90% of the time is just not true. And even though we might not think about it or notice it right away, just um, subtly and subconsciously, you thinking a certain way about someone and how they're acting or why they're behaving a certain way can really affect how you look at that person. And it really can mess up your relationships on that front. And um, honestly, just, just the fact of just thinking poorly of someone else with no basis at all. Um, and that's really the trap that that ultimately gets into that curiosity of a, a good story that might seem innocent at first, but really can be quite damaging. Yeah, that's that's for certain. And uh, and I'll just come in because one of the points that I wanted to make is just a perfect dovetail to that. And it's just that, you know, relationships are arguably the most important things in life. Um, you know, you're there's a saying that I will totally watch, but it's it's something something to do with the fact that, you know, at, at the end of the day, all you have is like something and then the relationships you build. Okay. And I forget what something is in that, yeah. in that, in that, in that case, but the relationships you build with people really matter. Um, and gossip destroys relationships. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what gossip does. So, um, I would say that you, you know, using other people's misfortune as a way of, you know, medicine or healing or, or, you know, entertainment for yourself. Um, in my, in my book, that's kind of no bueno shouldn't shouldn't go there so yeah it's just it's no good yeah absolutely i agree very good okay um 
one more thought that that I have is that was, was that all your thoughts? Did you have that's, some? That's kind of all my thoughts. Yeah, just um, yeah. I think uh, I think I touched um, what I wanted and, to on the story aspect of it and uh, that curiosity nature of it. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, um, uh, really, the only other thing I wanted to say um, has to do with le- less marketing, but certainly business, um, and that is. Uh, you know, because gossip can destroy relationships. I mean, some of the most important relationships you have are with the people who you do life with on a regular basis, including those at your workplace. I mean, um, let's be honest. There are some people who see their coworkers more than they see their own families. Uh, and actually there's probably a lot of people in that, in that boat. And so, so gossip can very quickly destroy, um, an organization. And I, I'll, uh, back when I was still, working full-time at the law firm. I mean, I, I just barely had a business on the side, but it was there. You know, I was reading books that would hopefully prepare me one day for for, for being at a later, you know, being at a better and bigger place with the business. And, you know, now that I'm there, I appreciate that. And um, one of the books was uh, Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership. And I, uh, uh, I definitely remember him, and I just looked up the quote, uh, one of the quotes a minute ago, um, I'm going to read it to you, but I remember him talking about this and, and, and he treats gossip like the cancer that it is, um, in his, in his business and Ramsey solutions. I mean, they're, they've got probably close to a thousand people working there now. And so it's a pretty big company, pretty big deal. And it's like, you know, your gossip could just totally destroy, um, a company like that. So I'm going to quote from, uh, from the book, Entree Leadership. Dave Ramsey says this, I hate gossip so badly that after putting up with it at the start, I decided to have a no gossip policy in our company. You're not allowed to gossip and work for me. If one of my leaders or I catch a team member gossiping, we will warn them once, then we will fire them. Yes, I have actually fired people for gossiping, and I will again. Gossip is evil, it is insidious, and it is contagious. Stamp out gossip if you want unity. Proverbs says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles, end quote. And yeah, just totally agree. I mean, I, you know, I... I have a small team that, that works with me, you know, all told there's like, you know, seven of us. Um, but you know, any of them, uh, can connect with one another via like direct messaging in the, our project management software apart from me. And so there's always that chance that my people are literally talking behind my back. And, I, and if, I, if I worked for you, Steve, I would definitely be talking. I'm sure, right? <laughs> Yeah, and and I would have I would have no way of knowing, right? And so it's uh it's definitely something where you need to be careful, and uh I, I think it's important to just set that tone in 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 the culture, um, from the start. And if everyone's getting along, you know, then then it's all good. I mean, some things are obviously out of your control, but if 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 it's uh, I I one of the stories I it's either it's either from the book or it was a story that he told on one of his podcast episodes. Um, but, um, it, it was, it was a story, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, it, it was a story just uh, about how gossip, um, uh, gets stamped out in the relationship, uh, or in the company, excuse me, because people are afraid of losing their jobs. In other words, someone will come to a, an employee and start gossiping. Uh oh, my lights are shutting off on the <laughs> video. Oh no, oh no. Well, pause uh, for a uh, quick um, home assistant break. Alexa, video recording. Nice. Boom. Yes, I have invited China into my home to help me control my lights. It is amazing. Um, so uh, the 
what the uh, what the employees will end up doing is saying, you know, if somebody's being gossiped to, oftentimes they will shut down the conversation right there and say, hey, look, I don't want to get fired, so you need to stop gossiping mm-hmm. to me. So the culture is actually that um, allergic yeah. to gossip that I, the employees stop it without the leadership team needing to, which is uh, pretty cool. Maybe this isn't the best way to look at it, but think about the time efficiency too. <laughs> the increased uh, efficiency. Oh, yeah. At least time of not talking about people. 100%, yeah. Excellent, Steve. Very good. good cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Is Absolutely. that everything you wanted to say about it? I think so. I think so. Let's Perfect. move on. Yeah, let's move on. So a little bit different this week. Instead of doing our story of the week, it's been a couple months, I think, since we've done this. But we're just going to give a little update on kind of what's happening, not just kind of specifically with Steve's marketing or specifically like my one thing, but just kind of update on what's going on overall in our lives and just kind of keep everyone in tune there. So I'll go first. Um, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I'll mention it again. So I got a new job. Um, I can't believe it's gone by this fast. I've already finished today marks a month there. So already. Wow. Um, yeah, that went by really quickly. So really enjoying it. Um, so far, really loving it. Great people I work with close to home. Um, just some excellent stuff. And uh, uh, one of the very good benefits is actually having a defined work schedule. And uh, before, um, I really thought kind of a flexible work schedule was good, but I found, but I just, I work better with the structure. And when my prior job was starting to kind of leak into like night work and weekend work, it just was not working out well. So with this setup, um, it's given me a great system where I can actually schedule working on my writing and um, other hobbies that I have running um, and just, you know, spending time with family, not being stressed out. So, so far it's been, it's been just a really excellent uh, so far. So one of the big updates that I have aside from that job is I have finally been able to dedicate the time and I have finally finished outlining my book, um, like chapter to chapter from beginning to end. And so I think I had said, I don't know if I was talking about it on here to Steve separately, but there was one or two things that I know I wanted the start of the book to happen. I know how I wanted it to end. And I needed to figure out something to connect it. And I was just kind of struggling on how that would work because I want to have other books that take place in this world and just thinking about the repercussions of forming a magic system this way. And so I think I found something that really makes it great. And once I had that settled, I think it took me, uh, it didn't take me long, a few hours at the most to sit down and just outline the rest of the chapters that I was going to be working on. And then even after I finished outlining those, I ended up thinking about even uh, just more stuff that uh, just worked it in perfectly. So yeah, so that's exciting. I see the whole book outlaid before me and what I want to do. And so I have a pretty modest goal of um, the amount of pages I want to write each day. Um, it's a very small amount, but in addition to that, I'm also just working on other side stuff. I'm outlining probably for more things, writing a little bit of more background for characters and just kind of additional stuff. I'm also being into maps. And so I'll probably be writing some maps for, uh, for the book, drawing them out. And so, um, very modest goal of writing each day. And then as soon as the first draft's done, edit that. And then probably once the second draft is done, send it on over to five or so different people. And Steve will be one of the lucky winners to, uh, get a chance to read it before any, everyone else. So, uh, yeah, exciting stuff there. Oh man, super cool. Yeah. I love yeah. to hear that. Glad, glad the new job is going well. Definitely. Uh, the, the, t- the time, 
differential ratio, whatever being uh, working out better for you is super exciting to hear. Absolutely. You know, a lot, sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? You take a new job, right. like, oh, they promise yeah. this, they promise that, and then <laughs> yeah. they said that, and then it's yeah. not that way, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, for me, nothing is too very interesting. Uh, frankly, uh, in, in my life right now, it's in, in, in the sense of, you know, I guess in one sense, no news is good news. All right. Things are chugging along okay. just fine. And, um, I am, uh, there's always a little something going on, right. In the sense of, I'm I'm always thinking about how to better refine the business model. Um, I took some time to explain sort of to Alex the other day, a little bit about, about what we're thinking, just honing in more on the kind of work, uh, that we do, you know, our, our, our company is really good and we do a lot of, you know, sort of by accident. I mean, we didn't design it this way. It just kind of happened. We, we sort of end up doing a lot of, uh, course, like online course websites. Um, and so I've been thinking about how, um, yeah, how to make the business more, um, I guess productized in a sense in, in that way that is more repeatable, right? More system, more process, more structure, you know, less snowflakes. Every website is, is sort of the same because that's how you get a really good team and a, and a really good process. Uh, oh, uh, one thing that did happen there is it's kind of a, uh, a blessing in disguise and I don't have time to tell the story. Um, um, maybe I'll tell it to Alex though, after we, after we get off this, cause it's actually really cool. But, um, essentially I, uh, uh, last Friday, my uh, my guy who does the mock-ups in, in, for my business, so we, we take on a new client and we the first thing we do is basically a homepage mock-up based on a questionnaire that they submit to us. Um, he took a new job and he had to basically cut off some of his freelance work and, and you know, we were on the chopping block. <laughs> so uh, he had to leave. And um, uh by the next day, I had his replacement. Um, yeah. And the story of how that worked out is just is just crazy. But uh, as of today, so that was, remember, this was last Friday. It hasn't even been a week. Uh, today, she delivered the first uh, mock-up for, uh, for a project that we're working on. And it's, abs it's absolutely fantastic. Awesome. It's really good. That's and great. So, and so uh, I... Uh, don't get me wrong. I miss the uh, the guy who we were working with. I mean, he was he was absolutely great, a really good dude. He did a great job. Um, but sort of thanks to again the relationships that we've built and the connections we have, uh, the business didn't uh, didn't miss a beat. And actually, we were able to bring someone in who worked with us a little bit before in a different capacity. I noticed at that time that she did really great work, and I just on a whim I thought, hey, I'm I'm going to maybe offer this position to her and see what she thinks, and she took it. So. So cool. she's working with us awesome. and delivered a great mock-up today. So I'm really excited about the, about the future of things from, from that regard. So, you know, I guess, I, I guess I'll just kind of wrap up my updates by saying this, you know, every, um, I decided, uh, I don't like setting goals and this is actually really odd for me because I, uh, am, I've, I've listened to a lot of like achievement stuff. I use a planner that is focused on goal setting. I've, 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 I always liked the idea of setting goals, but in practice, I was never good at it. Um, I would always set goals and then, and then those priorities are, or those goals would always sort of like fall to the wayside by, by whatever priority was sort of happening in, in the moment. And I don't get me wrong. I think some people are motivated by goals. I think, I think goals are perfectly fine for, for some people to have. For me, I found that, that I want my goals to be more about the person I want to become. Um, on a regular basis, what I really want to do is just sort of show up, do the best work I possibly can. And then, um, uh, take, make good decisions 
Uh, there's a great book if you're into this kind of thing called Decision Making in the Will of God that talks about this a little bit, uh, especially if you're a Christian. Obviously, you'll, you'll find that more fascinating or, or helpful than others will. Um, but uh, really just taking each day step by step and making a good decision with the information you have and striving to do um, good work and have good habits on a regular basis. I think that in the long term, at least for me and maybe others might find some freedom in this, is more impactful. Uh, they're just trying to set arbitrary goals because one of the big problem with problems with goals is that you always set a goal um, as the person you are now. But by the time you reach a goal, a lot of times you're an entirely different person. And so you sort of arbitrarily have this moving moving mark where you're always, I don't know, in a sense, playing playing catch up. Um, your your goal your your goals six months from now really can't account for the person that you'll be in six months based on circumstances in life that happen, et cetera. So for me, I, I find it's more about showing up every day. And, and doing little things and making good decisions. Um, uh, and yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's okay. I just, I just sort of, so, you know, one little thought on that and I will go all deep into this, but the other night I had a random, you know, wild hair and I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning working on a new website um, idea that I had. And it's, it's not like, oh, I'm starting a new business. It's not really that it's, it's, I, I have an idea for something that I, you know, three months ago when I do goal setting for this quarter or just whatever, um, I would have never put this as a goal. But based on what I just told y'all about, hey, it looks like we're doing a little more learning management systems, you know, course sites. So I'm trying to create an environment for that. Um, li literally, this idea popped up about a, a site where just to, to tease a little bit where you could leave online reviews uh, for, for courses and online influencers because it's really hard to know who to trust because the internet's kind of like the wild, wild west. And this sort of thing doesn't really exist right now. And based on the kind of work we're doing, it would be a really, frankly, a great marketing thing for our business to be associated with a, a site where people could go leave independent reviews of courses that they've taken and influencers that they follow online, and membership sites and things like that. So that's just an example of something. And will anything happen with that? I don't know. But the point is, it's an opportunity that came up based on something that I had no inclination to just put together. And it came out of nowhere and I put it together and we'll see if it goes anywhere and does anything. And you can only do that when you are, when you have the mindset, I think, of showing up, being flexible, making good decisions with the information you have and doing that. So that's how I do life. And um, maybe you found something there you can use in your own. I think you and I have had a, a kind of similar journey as far as the goal setting because goal setting never, I just, it took a long time to realize that just does not work for me at all. So yeah, I, really, I don't have any goals for when I want this book to be done or how many books I'm going to write for this or how many pages I want it to be or just anything like yeah. that. I literally See, just, that fascinating. I literally fascinating. just have a daily thing like, okay, I know that the most I ever schedule out is a week just to plan out my schedule when I want to do things. But it's not until I get to that day where I think, okay, here's what I want to get done. And like I said, I have a very modest goal, very, yeah. very modest of what I want to write each day. I know that if I just do that each day, then I'll get it done when it gets done. Exactly. And, um, and see, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't really think of that as a. Um, so I think some people would call that a goal, but I think that's arbitrary, right? I I wouldn't call that a goal. So uh, for I like to name things. Uh, <laughs> marketing guy can't help it. So. Um, when I set quote unquote goals, uh, I call them life pattern goals. And what I mean by that is it, it's more about a person. It's more about the person who I want to be and the patterns that are taking place in my life. You know, um, am I speaking well about my kids? Am I doing the best work 
that I possibly can every day. You know, these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, are they habits? Eh, kinda. I mean, I feel like exercise every day is 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 kind of more of a habit than. Uh, but maybe it's not. I don't know. So, so anyway, I'm just I'm just more interested in that because I think those are um, those are targets that are easier to hit and that make more sense in the long term because you know a, a goal of I'm going to lose a hundred pounds by December 31st mm-hmm. uh, doesn't it doesn't give you any information about how you're going to accomplish that, but a target of I'm going to eat one meal a day and exercise for an hour a day from now until December 31st. Um, that is, that has content to it. That actually yeah. gives you something that you're going to do uh, and, and to get there. And so I think to me, that's more manageable, more exciting. It's something you can see more progress on than, Oh, I'm going to lose hundred pounds by December. No, you're not. You're going to eat Ritz crackers and freaking ice cream up until then because you, the that's okay. too far away. And that's and okay. risk crackers with ice cream. Well, we ew, that's we should end on that note. That is okay. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Okay, fantastic. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for listening in. It's been a fun one, been a different one. It's a good one. Um, don't gossip. Gossip is bad. Any uh, any South Park fans out there? Gossip is bad. I'm going. You'll get that if you're a, if you're a South Park fan. Anyway, if you're not, <laughs> you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be a South Park fan. That's probably not a good thing to be. Why uh, bring that up, Steve? This was you derailed this whole thing. I know, I know. <laughs> Isn't that awful? It's awful. Oh man. Oh, all right. Good stuff. It's terrible. All right. Well, uh, God bless. <laughs> and I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Hey, share the podcast with your friends. We're over, podcast. uh over uh, you know, a couple hundred downloads now, which is really exciting for us. Yep. I don't know if we've shared any numbers publicly, but I'm just being honest. I mean, it's, it's right now. So what we've noticed is that it's consistent. We have the same amount of downloads per episode that comes out. So it yeah, really what comes down to is there's a certain number of people, maybe all the people are downloading episodes that keep listening to every single one. And that yeah. really helps just to keep that consistent. So, so, so awesome. keep listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep listening, tell your friends, and uh, we'll talk later. See ya.